Thanks for tuning in to the CHCA Entrepreneurial Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Carter, and on today's episode, I will interview Candace Feaster. Candace is a graduate of Cincinnati Hills Christian Academy and also a current student, a sophomore at the College of Charleston. Together, we'll discuss her entrepreneurial ventures, which also include her role in the Leaning Eagle Coffee Bar at Cincinnati Hills and her role in a startup accelerator at the College of Charleston. So joining me today via phone call is Candace Feaster. Candace is currently a sophomore at the College of Charleston in South Carolina, and Candace is also an alumni of Cincinnati Hills Christian Academy. Candace, thanks so much for joining me today. Yeah, thank you. It's great to be here. So Candace, you've been uh, you've been back home now for a couple days uh, due to this whole kind of situation surrounding our nation. What's that been like for you? Yeah, it's been an adjustment, that's for sure. I've had nothing but time to focus on my classes and resting a little bit, so it's been interesting. Lots of, lots of downtime, probably not downtime you expected. No, not at all. I think that's kind of the situation everybody's in. Now, are you still currently in classes then at uh, the College of Charleston? Yes, yeah, so we moved to all of our classes being online for the rest of the semester, so still trekking along with those. And how's that going? Is, is that Are you finding that the online portion of that works pretty well? Um, yeah, I think the professors have really rose to the occasion very well and changed their whole classes. I mean, I can't imagine how they're doing that or even the CHCA teachers. I know that would be a lot to change the whole syllabus for the rest of the semester and put it all online. Yes, and to do it so quickly as not much yeah. of a turnaround time as well. Now, last time we talked, you were majoring in economics. Is that still the case? Yes, that is. What would you say was the reason you chose that as your major? Um, I've always been really interested in like the business side of entrepreneurship. So looking a lot at like profit maximization, loss minimization, um, and the fi- more the financial side of businesses. And I really wanted to have a great foundation so I can apply that to really any area of business that I go into. Now, you say you've, you've always been interested in that. What would you say was the point you could look at when you first started thinking, you know what, I'm, I'm kind of interested in business? Like, what would that moment be for you? Um, I would say I remember there's a few times at the coffee bar where I was just really interested in looking at sales for the day. And I was like, okay, hmm, I wonder where we're at sales wise. And I wonder what we need to be doing to break even for the day or what does like a really good day look like? So um, it was kind of a combination of looking at sales of the coffee bar and applying what I was learning in my microeconomics class at CHCA and seeing the overlap between the two. Now, just to kind of explain to our listeners, so you worked at the Leaning Eagle Coffee Bar when you were a student at CHCA. And how many how many years did you work there? I think three. And so you kind of started, uh, so if I remember correctly, you started you know, selling your cupcakes at the coffee bar. And then you worked into becoming a barista at the coffee bar and then eventually the overall manager of the coffee bar. So what what would, would you say were some of the takeaways you had in your experience as a student, CHCA high school student, working at a coffee bar as one of your classes? Yeah, so for, just for starters, it was super fun. Like I miss being a barista. I worked zero Val before school and that was so fun. I miss like starting my mornings like that 
seeing the teachers, seeing my friends, working with Megan Peck. We had a great time. Um, but I also just learned so many practical skills um, that most people don't start to work on until college. Um, but I really got a chance to look at real life business experience. Okay. And always have to come in with a problem solving mentality. Okay. So like if something was wrong with the machine in the morning, okay, how do I fix that? Instead of um, just expecting everything to be handed to me, it was real life work where real problems come up and you have to be very solution oriented. Absolutely. And, and you mentioned, you know, uh, this thing that, that you, you kind of, you kind of miss working at the coffee bar and it's, it's funny, kind of sad at the same time, but it's funny because that's sort of a universal theme that we hear from students who go on throughout their college experiences. And they say, I just wish I could come back and, and work the coffee bar. And right now, of course, are, are the schools closed down to students? And that's what I'm hearing from the current students is we want to be working the coffee bar. We want to be there serving the drinks. In fact, we had a little bit of an online discussion about what can we do in this meantime. And the overwhelming thought was, well, we still need to be making drinks. We still need to be there. And I think part of it is that sense of community that really is fostered through that experience. To what extent did you find that that community changed maybe your outlook on high school or on business or things like that? Yeah, so I think in any business, you always want to put the customer first. Um, and a big part of that is just relationship building. It's really important to build really authentic, genuine relationships with the people you're serving. So I got to do that every single day, every morning by having a lot of the same teachers come through, knowing the drinks, a lot of the same students come through. It gave me the opportunity to talk to people I normally wouldn't have, like our paths just wouldn't cross. But I got to get to know a lot of underclassmen and talk to teachers that I wouldn't have had otherwise. So it was a great way to form community and enlarge my circle at CHCA. And so upon leaving CHCA, when you enrolled at the College of Charleston, what would you say at the time was your passion, your idea for what your future would look like? Yeah, so I've always really loved um, to bake and cook. And that combined with um, my desire to open a business, um, and love for entrepreneurship, I really thought, okay, I want to go and I want to learn lots of practical um, entrepreneurship things so I could start my own business one day. I was thinking it would probably be a bakery. Um, but since then, I have pivoted a little bit. But I still, that's always been something that's been in the back of my mind. And who knows, maybe one day I will do that as well. Well, I have to say that uh, speaking at least for myself and probably many others at CHCA, the thought of Candace Feaster opening a bakery was sort of something that kind of kept us going uh, in those dark times because there you would be uh, making uh, sweet treats for the world. But uh, I suppose whatever path uh, you go on, there will be a component of that. Now, when you were at uh, the College of Charleston, you enrolled in what I understand was sort of an accelerator, startup accelerator, and uh, it was a part of the School of Business at Charleston. Could you tell us a little bit of the background of what that was and then maybe what your experience was like in that program? Yeah, so the accelerator I enrolled in was called Impact X. It is a six-credit-hour class, actually, so I got class credit for it, which was awesome. But essentially, the goal of the class was students were split up into teams of three where you had to make a startup that makes a profit while making a difference. So you were you need to look at um, the UN Sustainable Development Goals and say, okay, which which development goal do you want to align your business to? So we really focused on zero hunger, zero waste, um, because that was just really important to each of us and then decided to build a business around that. 
let me ask you this. What, what was that conversation like with your team to arrive at the conclusion that zero hunger, zero waste was your focus? I mean, how, how does that topic even kind of come up in conversation with regard to college students? Yeah. So each student in the class actually got to present on a topic that they're really passionate about. And then from there, you chose teams based on who had similar interests. So I presented on um, my passion to end poverty. Um, and we, the three of us just really talked about how we'd seen that in Charleston. It seems like there's a big discrepancy between the number of people who are homeless and have problems feeding themselves with all the food waste that goes on in the restaurant industry and even on our personal level we're all thinking through okay like when we cook like think of all the food we throw away on a daily basis like when we have to like clean out the fridge to go grocery shopping again it just seemed like a shame and we're like okay this is something very tangible we could work with exactly so you decided that you know this would be the project that we tackle this zero hunger zero waste and you created an app, a Food Fighter, to do that. Could you tell us what this app was and how it exactly works? Yeah, so Food Fighter is an app designed to reduce personal um, food waste. So essentially how it works is users can log on and you can scan your receipt after you go to the grocery store. From there, it'll input everything you bought at the grocery store into the app and as you use things throughout like the week or month or however often you go grocery shopping, you check it off and you also let the app know when you throw something away. So from there, the app will give you an updated shopping list based on your shopping habits. So the more you use the app, the better it gets at predicting your waste habits. So essentially, basically it cuts down food waste by modifying your shopping list. So say, I always buy way too much of something it's going to cut that down and be like, hey, you don't need to buy this much of it because it always goes to waste. And it also shows you the monetary value of how much food you waste because we found that a lot of times consumers will be like, oh, that's a shame. We throw away a lot of food. But once they realize how much money it actually costs them, then they're going to change their habits because the average American family throws away about $2,000 worth of food every single year. That's crazy. That's absolutely crazy. That's that's what, close to $150, almost $200 a month that is going just to the trash can. Yeah, exactly. It's crazy. So uh, so with, with regard to this app and this accelerator program that your team sort of put together and were, were involved in, um, it's my understanding that this was also a contest. Yes. So you're competing against the six other teams in the class. And at the end of the semester, um, we had a demo day, which was a big pitch competition um, in the School of Business, where lots of local community leaders were invited and judges, the mayor of Charleston was actually one of the judges. So that was really awesome um, to get to present our local issue in front of him. So we had three minutes to make our pitch. Um, and then it was followed up by a time of questions from the judges. Um, and then they made their decision. And it sounds like the decision they made was a good decision for you and your team. Yeah, it was awesome. So we ended up winning. Um, and because we won, we were given access to $6,000 to continue to develop our app. That's fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. So tell me the aftermath of this. Um, what What's the story? What what happened after the contest with regard to you and your team? What's, what's kind of the status? Yeah, so actually, I had the opportunity to actually travel to Estonia after winning the competition and participate in an international accelerator for two weeks. It was with other college students who had won similar competitions. So I got to take 
food fighter to the international stage. And that was a great opportunity to enlarge my perspective because problem or entrepreneurship is all about problem solving. And one thing I realized is that the problems they have in Europe are not the same as in the US. So food waste in the US is a huge problem, but in Europe, it's not as big as an issue. So that was really enriching to learn that and see, okay, when you're presenting different places, you really do have to pivot to pitch to the right audience. Um, but after we came back from that, we gained a lot of valuable knowledge. Um, but my team members are seniors this year. And with that, they needed to really focus on finding full-time jobs and graduating. And the amount of effort it takes to really develop this, um, is it's a tremendous amount of effort. I don't think people realize how much work goes into startups. And we decided that none of us were going to be able to really give it everything we needed to while also being full-time students. Sure. So it's not it's not dead. It's just not now. Absolutely. Well, and, and you're you're a sophomore. You know, you've got plenty of time to figure this out and figure out directions. Um, I, I love what you said about entrepreneurs being problem solvers. And you have really had that entrepreneurship spirit uh, for, for a long time now. It's really been a part of who you are and uh, and going out and finding those problems and solving them. And just to kind of put you on the spot a little bit. I mean, we really are in the midst right now of a problem that wasn't really foreseen on too many levels. I mean, if you look at the educational world, uh, over the last couple of weeks, we've shifted from in-person classes to online remote learning. If you look at the retail industry, it has been completely turned on its head. Local restaurants have closed their doors. People are out of work. I mean, if, if nothing else, this is a massive problem. And here we have a problem that's not just nationwide, it's really worldwide. It's a global pandemic that we're upon. What would you say, just, I mean, just off the top of your head, um, is the role that entrepreneurs are going to play in the aftermath of this or as we think about solutions going forward? Yeah, I think entrepreneurs are going to have a huge part to play in recovering from this, not just on an economic level, but just socially on in every level of this crisis um, because again an entrepreneur is all about problem solving so if you look at the restaurant industry how much they've pivoted so quickly to having to figure out okay how do we make this work for us the education system how do we make this work for us and I think it's important that people don't necessarily box themselves in as either entrepreneurs or not entrepreneurs because I think everyone has the ability to problem solve um, and if people are really focused on doing that, then I think there's going to be a really great aftermath from this um, because it's really going to bring out create creativity in every single person, not just those who label themselves entrepreneurs. Absolutely. I love that answer. I think that's uh, full of promise and possibility and really looking at a bad situation and how we can uh, step up and, and make the most of it. Well, Candace, thank you so much for your time. And it sounds like you are just doing exciting, wonderful things at the College of Charleston. So uh, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to hearing what is in your future and uh, what that might look like. But uh, for now, I imagine that's uh, some online remote learning. Yes, it is. Thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, thanks again for the phone call. And I'll look forward to talking to you later. Yeah, thank you. This concludes this episode of the CHCA Entrepreneurial Podcast. To hear more, please subscribe and you will receive regular updates regarding our guests and discussions related to the entrepreneurship program at Cincinnati Hills Christian Academy.